Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on Acast. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. A companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on deadspin.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at Deadspin. My guest today is, she's going to kill me for saying this, you guys, and I'm totally going to say it anyway. She is one of my holy grail guests. I am really, really ridiculously. I know. Look at her face. She's so mad already. <laughs> um, I am really ridiculously excited to welcome the Outlines Leah Finnegan to the studio. Hey, Leah. Hello. Hello. Um, prior to joining the Outline as a senior editor, Leah was Gawker's features editor, RIP Gawker. Mm-hmm. I always have to say that. Yes. Um, and she was an editor on the New York Times op-ed desk. She is also fearless and smart and an online solitaire enthusiast. And I'm just really excited to have her join me for today's episode entitled Laundry for Goths. <laughs> <laughs> In which we shall be discussing the care and keeping of black clothing and indigo clothing, um, which are both pretty scary topics, actually. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that I offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite my show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages I'm offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps me so much, and I'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like me to consider making available. And speaking of patrons, I have a few new patrons to thank this week. I actually, I'm recording my second episode in a week. Um, I banked episode 89 earlier this week because I'm going to be away in Dallas. Um, And so I read off most of the patron names. So there are only a few for today since I just read a whole bunch on Monday. Um, But big, big thank you goes to Tom McGann and Andrew Hall. Um, so you guys, as I said, today's episode is Laundry for Goss. This is the final episode of Laundry School. It's been really, really fun. Um, I, I, I was excited to do this topic just generally, but I also deliberately planned it for the last episode of Laundry School because we are heading into spooky October. And as I think most of you know, I love Halloween more than I love any other day of the year. And I am a legit witch. And so I thought that this was just the perfect episode to end laundry school on as we head into the spookiest month of the year. Um, I also have to say that I'm I'm much like the gym underwear episode in which I went and bought new gym uh, new gym underwear before I recorded the episode. I'm living this episode so hard. I'm wearing all black. Leah is dressed in in black and indigo. She she literally matches the show theme. It's perfect. Um, And I'm wearing a new lipstick today that is called Vampira. (laughs) very on theme yeah because when i commit to a topic i really commit to a topic um okay so with that um i am gonna have leah read the first question from mark 
and we will get right into it. Okay. Hi, Julie. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I rarely clean anything, but I always read your columns because I find them so amusing. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Now, however, I actually have a question. How do I keep my new black jeans from fading when I wash them? I've read the online methods that say soak them in cold water and vinegar or salt to seal the color, then wash them inside out and hang dry. But I figured, why not ask an expert for the definitive answer? And yes, I'm going to wash them. I think not washing them is gross. Thanks, <laughs> Mark. So I deliberately led with this question also because last the last episode um, was all about denim care. And one of the mm-hmm. things that we talked about was the never wash people. Yes. And the yes. freezing your jeans people yes. and all of that yes. kind of stuff. Yes. Um, and I think, did you ever work on one of the freezing your jeans, like debunking the freezing your jeans thing when you were at Gawker? No, but I'm very into uh, not washing jeans. Okay. I have to say, I'm in that camp firmly. Why do you not wash your jeans? Because when I wash them, they become weird. And like you have broken them in and then you wash them and they're stiff and weird. Oh. And I never dry jeans ever. Oh, okay. But I'll wash them and hang them dry and then I just hate them. I feel like they change. Yes. I'm extremely anal about my jeans. I, Leah, I didn't know this, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited about this news. It's something I think about far too much. I didn't know that you think about laundry far too much. Oh, I should all have the known. time. How it's, did I not know this? It's a great joy in my life, laundry. <gasps> Leah. <laughs> See, this is why she's one of my holy grail guests. I didn't even know. <laughs> I just wanted her on here because, like, I like, I like women who terrify me, and you mm-hmm. terrify me. Oh, and this I'm is the sorry. Biggest, no, 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 no. This is the biggest compliment I could give anyone. Like, okay. I like Kristen Lee from Jalopnik is one of my favorite guests, and I'm uh-huh. completely terrified of her. Okay. Um, yeah. And, I mean, she's, she's much younger and much tinier than I am. Like, I've no, I, like. <laughs> have on paper no reason to be terrified but she's terrifying mm-hmm. and i love her that's mm-hmm. what i like in women um so that was why i wanted to have you on i was like oh laundry for glass it's perfectly it's terrifying it's great um but now i know you're a laundry enthusiast i can maybe help you with that well, i mean um, goths wouldn't wash their jeans no they wouldn't or they would but they'd be really depressed about it yeah right yeah, yeah. um all right well let's talk to mark about what about what he can do about preventing fading okay um so the first the first thing I have to say, Mark, like I can tell that you've been reading my columns forever because <laughs> your laundering instructions are perfect. Like, you know, you don't even you don't even need you do still need me. But like you kind of don't even really need me anymore. Um, so, yeah. So, like, let's just reiterate. I know you guys hear me say this like every single week, especially during laundry school time. But like the best way to prevent feeding when you're washing clothes in the machine is to use cold Cold water, a no heat or air dry situation to wash the clothes inside out. Those things are all going to help prevent the fading. Um, the other, the only other thing I want to add, Mark, that you might want to consider um, is something about your detergent selections. So there are two things to mention. Um, the first is that you may want to invest in a dedicated detergent for dark clothing. So um, there are a bunch of them on the market. Cheer for Darks is one. There are a, there's a wool light for darks. All of those are very, very good. The other thing that you want to do is that even if you don't invest in a laundry detergent specifically for dark clothing, you want to make sure that the laundry detergent you're using on your dark clothing does not contain any optical brighteners. And you certainly don't want to use any kind of laundry boosters that contain or are essentially just optical brighteners. So that rules out things like... Um, you know, mo- most standard 
laundry detergent formulas that are kind of for everything, especially the ones that are like for um, for whites will contain optical brighteners. So you want to kind of avoid those. Um, that also includes the boosters in the category, booster category things like OxyClean, White Revival, and all of those. So skip those, skip optical brighteners. Do you know what a laundry booster is? I do now. Okay. So the, I, I have a few, like... My listeners know Booster, mm-hmm. um, but I have a few terms that I'm going to introduce today that will be new both to the listeners and to you, and I'm excited because I think you're going to really like some of them. But mm-hmm. just quickly, a booster is a thing that you add on to your detergent. So it's a it's an extra product that you use. Like fabric softener would fall into that category. Oh, really? OxyClean would add, would, okay. like, would fall into that category. All of those are boosters. I'm a huge fabric softener fan. Oh, Leah. Oh, no, we're in a fight now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Midwest, and oh. we just use fabric softener there. Shoot, I wish I had known. I, I had a, a whole bottle of um, Downy from my press sample stash <laughs> that I would have brought you if I had known. Well, next time I get a big mm-hmm, bottle, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just earmark it for you. Um, we, we, we should talk at some point about making sure you're using it responsibly, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so just avoid the optical brightener thing. Now, um, Let's talk about the setting the dye thing. There are basically two different ways you can go about setting dyes in clothing that is not indigo dye clothing. Indigo dye is its own animal. You should be terrified of it. We're going to talk all about it in the whole se- the whole second segment. You guys, it's such a it's such a meaty topic that I literally have to devote an entire segment just to indigo dye. I'm excited. Um, I wore my my new indigo jeans. Yes. That I I would be terrified to wash them. You should just be terrified of them. I am. Yeah. Okay, good. That's the way you should live your life. You should mm-hmm. just live in, the, in fear of the, of the indigo dye. Mm-hmm. It's really, really scary stuff. Um, but for other dyes that are not indigo dyes, um, you can set dye in clothing in, in basically two different ways. So, yes, the vinegar approach is, is one way. Um, and, and you can either use just the straight white vinegar or you can add salt. It's not really clear to me if the salt adds anything or not. But, like, if it makes you feel better to, like, toss a handful of salt into the mix, go for it. I know that whenever I take a bath, I toss a handful of salts into the bath and it does make me feel better about things. So, like, I understand that urge. And if it's going to make you feel good, go ahead and do it. Um, so the two different ways that you can use vinegar to set dye is you can either do a washing machine setting or you can do a hand wash type setting. So to do the washing machine, in the washing machine, I probably would not throw the salt in. Um, I would just only use the vinegar. So here is what you need to know about that. You're going to put the clothes in, cold water only. This, ha- this has got to be cold. It will not work otherwise. Um, so you're going to do cold water cycle, one cup of vinegar in the washer, and that's how you're going to set dye. Or you're going to do the, the sort of quote-unquote hand wash situation, which is you're just going to you know, fill up your kitchen sink, your bathtub, your washing bucket, whatever it is, your, the kiddie pool in your backyard, whatever it is, your vessel. You're going to fill it up with, cold, again, cold water, one cup of vinegar, big handful of salt if it's going to make you feel better about things, and then you're going to throw the garment in and you're just going to let it soak in that and then pull it out. But, you know, thir- 30 minutes to an hour will do it, um, and then just launder it. Will it? Oh, you wash it after that? Because I'm also afraid of things smelling like vinegar. Yes. So you wash it afterwards. Okay. The thing about the vinegar is that once it goes, 
once it goes through the wash, the vinegar smell dissipates very, very quickly. Like mm-hmm. things may come out of the wash smelling like a little pickly, but as soon as they're dried, Ooh. you won't you won't smell the vinegar. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> for the vinegar averse or the or the vinegar fearful, mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm afraid of pigeons. Like okay. we, people are allowed to be afraid of what they're afraid yes. of. If yes. you're afraid of vinegar, go with goddess. Okay. Um, I have another thing to, to suggest. Okay. Um, which is a commercial product that is called Retain Color Fixative. And I'm going to spell that for you because it's kind of a funny spelling. It's R-E-T-A-Y-N-E, Retain Color oh, wow. Fixative. Yeah. It's creative. So, yeah. Um, and so you'll use that product. Just use it according to manufacturer instructions. And um, what, you know, a color fixative is exactly what it sounds like. It is something that is going to fix color dye into fibers. Um, so that is something that you can do. All right. So that those are our basics. Mark, I, I want to applaud you for the knowledge that you have um, accumulated over the years from reading my columns. Thank you so much for doing that. What um, if um, you want your genes to fade? Oh, um, actually, we did that two... Mm, Two episodes? No, last episode in laundry school. Oh, yeah? Or no, sorry. Maybe three episodes ago. I can't remember. It okay. was the person who wanted the broken in t-shirts. Oh. Um, yeah, so I had a whole bunch of yeah. like ideas for that. Well, actually, one of which was fabric softener. Oh, um, okay. And um, then one of the ideas was to use an optical brightener on dark clothing because it would fade them. That's, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I I think of everything. <laughs> it was a good, it's a good question, though. I mean, it's such a good question, and it's one I just answered as part of this whole Perfect. batch of laundry school. I need you know? to go to laundry school. I'll send you to laundry school. Okay. Yeah, no problem. There's actually, I did, um, you know, I'm not writing the, col- I'm writing the column for Lifehacker's Parenting Vertical now, mm-hmm. and the podcast is on Deadspin. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I had left Deadspin, when we all left, mm-hmm. um, both the column and the podcast were on Deadspin. And mm-hmm. there's a whole series of Laundry School from that that's written. And there's the podcast stuff, too. So I can send you the, Amazing. the, whole, the whole body of work. The whole syllabus, if you will. Um, all right. So we have another, uh, another question from Claire that I'm going to have uh, Leah read for all of us. Long one. Okay. Yeah. Hydra Lee, first of all, I love the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, also, you guys, I have to say... I as I as I think most of um, the listeners know by now, I had an incredibly dreadful uh, August in terms of my entire work world falling apart and just being treated really terribly by straight white men. Um, and so I decided to go all in and um, include the compliments from now on because I, <laughs> I my ego needs it. <laughs> so that's why I've I've left in all of the compliments that you guys send me. Okay, well, let's let's repeat it. Thank First you. of all, I love the podcast. <sighs> I heard that laundry month is coming up, and I have a question about weird residue left on clothes, in particular black clothing and and synthetic fibers like gym clothes. I notice it on my clothes when I take them out of the washer. It's like grayish, streaky smudges. I called it lint in the subject line because if I machine dry the clothes, it goes away. But I prefer to air dry my gym clothes, and they end up looking super linty and dirty. I wish I had a picture, but I forgot to take one the last time I did my laundry. I've had this happen with multiple different washers and detergents. I thought it might be excess detergent that didn't fully rinse, so I used less, but it didn't seem to make a difference. 
Also, embarrassingly, for a long time, I thought this issue was caused by my now ex-boyfriend's laundry methods <laughs> because it was worse whenever he did laundry. <laughs> Alas, we broke up, I moved out, and the problem persists. I feel slightly b- bad about blaming him for it, but not too bad because he's a jerk. If any of this is relevant, I've only ever used top-loading laundry machines in apartment buildings, so they're usually fairly old, and I have limited control over the settings, i.e. extra rinse cycle or whatever. Thanks so much, and I hope the fall of Jolie continues apace. (laughs) So the fall of Jolie thing is before um, white men ruined my life, in August, mm-hmm. um, I was having like the best summer of my life, and I was calling it Summer of Jolie. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the 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 white the straight white men ruined my. And I shouldn't say that because honestly, like the my my dad spin readers make my life. Like mm-hmm. when I st- straight white me- men in New York media ruined my life. Oh well. Obviously, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Let's let's be specific. Let's let's do not all men, and be very specific about who who has been ruining my life. Um, this so- reminds me of when um, I had this dog growing up named Rosie, who was really cute, and she was like a genius. And she had a stroke and like was <gasps> debilitated when she was like thirteen. Oh, but. My mom was like, we were like, are we going to put her down? And she was like, no, it's Rosie's last summer and she's living it up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I like your mom's spirit. Like, good for Yeah, I mean, she's... That's exactly right. She's why I use fabric softener. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to, I'm going to not say anything about your fabric softener. You're not dying, but you should... No, I'm not dying. That's the the spirit of it is what counts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was having this like amazing, amazing summer and then straight white men in New York City media ruined, ruined my life. And then I got my life back and I was like, all right, fall's coming. It's going to be fall of Jolie. Um, so that's what fall of Jolie is. Um, I which, love it. which I should be calling it autumn of Jolie because fall of Jolie has a double meaning that's right. maybe not great right. to manifest. Right. But yeah. I don't know. I now think it's stuck. I think, I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, all right. So, let us talk about this this problem that Claire is having. So, I first I want to I want to preface this by saying that I I think I know what's going on, um, but I'm not totally sure. Claire, if you're listening, my friend, if you do get a chance to take a photo to send it to me, it would be helpful in diagnosing the problem. Um, but I think I know what's going on. I'm going to say that I'm about 75% sure I know what's going on. Um, I also want to mention that in um, episode 86, Surviving the Laundromat, I talked a lot about front loaders and how they work and how you put detergent in them and all of that kind of stuff. I deliberately did that because I knew that I was going to be using this question in episode 88, Laundry for Goths. Um, this is the time when we're going to talk about the top loaders and how they work. So I I suspect, Claire, what is happening is that you are adding the clothes and the detergent in the wrong order. Ooh. And the reason that I've kind of sussed this out is because you said that a consistent thing for you is that you've always had top loaders. And you said that it's happened in multiple machines. And you said it's happened with multiple detergents. So I actually think, and I don't mean this in a like, 
it's your fault, Claire. Um, <laughs> Cause I actually, I actually was taught to do laundry in the way that I think you're doing it and like was doing it wrong all, all like these many, many years. And then I learned the right way. Cause I, you know, was researching things for my job. Um, so here is the, here's the best practice with the top loader. So the top loaders are the ones that have the lid on the top of the machine that flips upwards towards the wall. Um, they almost always have a center agitator with fins in them. The detergent goes right into the drum. There are usually compartments for bleach and for fabric softener. Um, but the detergent itself, whether it's liquid or it's powder or it's a pack, those little packet things, those go into the drums. Now, with a top loader, what you want to do is you want to open the lid up. You want to, or actually before you open the lid, because usually the dials are behind the lid. So turn the machine on for your settings and start it. Then open your lid and put your detergent in. You want to put the detergent in and let the water start to fill up before you put the clothes in. Otherwise, what happens is if you put all the clothes in and then you put the detergent on top of the clothes and then you add the water, it will leave detergent deposits on the clothes. So that is, I think, what's happening. And, and I, you know, again... I want to hedge and say it could totally be something else. Like, I, I the pictures will help, but I, but I'm, you know, again, seventy five percent sure that that's exactly what's happening. It's so, not. It's not like intuitive to do it. That no, way. it's not. And I, I mean, as I said, I grew up put the clothes in, sprinkle the detergent over the mm-hmm, top, mm-hmm. put the lid down, start the machine. That was how I learned to do it. I think I would just like switch off for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so there's your top loader instructions. Um, the other thing that I want to suggest, and obviously it's, you know, it's maybe a little bit weird or annoying to do with shared machines or machines that you don't own, um, but it sounds like maybe the machines also need just to be cleaned. And maybe there's powder residue that's, that's hanging around in some of the compartments. Um, so like you might want to just like eyeball the compartments as they, as they are and just see if like you notice any buildup. And if so, you can just use like a, you know, a rag or a toothbrush and just kind of get in there and scrub. You can use, you know, any, any old, like you can use dish soap, you can use, you know, an all purpose cleaner. Um, don't use one that contains bleach just so there's no bleach residue in, in the event you do a load of darks afterwards. Um, but that may also help too. So that's kind of what I think, Claire. I hope that that's helpful. Um, this is probably a good time for us to take a quick break before we get into the second segment. You guys, I'm like legit, I'm legit upset about what I have to do to you in the second segment, but we're going to have, we're going to make fun of it. And, and I think Leah is going to actually really enjoy a lot of these elements. Um, so Leah and I will be right back with more about your dark clothing. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. 
I'm Jolie Care. I'm joined by the Outlines' Leah Finnegan. We have been talking about the care and keeping of your most gothish clothing. Leah has already learned some things today, I think. My eyes are open. <laughs> <laughs> when you, the day when you email me and say that you've thrown away your fabric softener will be the day where I declare, I declare victory over you, and it will be very exciting. Um, all right, you guys. We, I have to just do something totally terrible to you in this, in this second segment because we got to talk about indigo dye. I, indigo dye is actually a thing that I literally put off writing about for years because I knew that there was a, a truth that I had to unbury and that then I had an, a moral and professional obligation to bring to you, and I did not want to know that truth. And then, <laughs> and then one day, one of my colleagues at Racked asked me a question about a very precious indigo dyed T-shirt that he had been sent, and I knew that it was my time and that I had to confront my biggest fear, which is indigo dye, and confronted I did. Um, and so now I have to share this this just very very bad news with all of you about indigo dye. So I'm going to have Leah read um, our final question from Emily. And then we will get into the very, very dark portion of the podcast. Okay. Julie, I finally own some fancy raw denim, and I'm not about to put it in the washing machine. Is there anything I can do to clean my various indigo-stained possessions? My shoes are of some concern, but I recently noticed my iPhone is turning purple. Please advise. P.S. Your book is amazing. (laughs) See? Leaving in the compliments. It's all of Jolie. <laughs> I'm just going to lap up the compliments. Um, so very quickly to answer this question. Yes, there is actually the, the best news I'm going to deliver to you is this news that I'm going to deliver right now, which is that indigo dye is actually not terribly hard to take out of things that it, that it gets onto. So um, iPhone cases, I will tell you, are pretty tricky. But um, things like if it gets onto you know, your couch or your your tote bags or your shoes. I just had someone email me about shoes. Rubbing alcohol is really the thing that will take Mm -hmm. it out. So that's very easy. Um, But I want to use this as a seg to get into um, the the weird behavior of indigo dye and what makes it so unique and frankly so incredibly deadly. So I I literally wrote a sigh into my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Just to really drive the point home, that indigo dye simply behaves differently from all other dyes. There why, is, why is that? We're going to get into it. Okay. Actually, I don't even know why, just because it's evil and it can. It's probably a straight white man working in New York City media. Right, like who answer. invented it and yeah. brought it to the denim industry. Probably a straight white man working in New York City media. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, there is almost no good news here. Um, which I think Leah will appreciate, actually. That's life. But, yeah, yeah. Um, see, I, I'm a very, like, silver linings, half glass full kind of person. The worst news, really, about indigo dye is that it cannot be set using any of the other m- methods for setting dyes. So the vinegar will not work. The retain color fixative will not work um, or mm, is, is unlikely to work. So in the course of um, finally confronting my fears about indigo dye when my, my colleague at Racked asked me about his, his precious T-shirt, 
I actually went and consulted experts beyond myself. Um, and so I want to read to you um, the, the information that was provided me by, by two separate uh, fabric care and textile experts. The first is Liz Eggert, who is a textile expert for Tide and Downey. Um, and here is what Liz had to say about the nature of indigo dye. She says, Indigo is notorious for losing its color, and it can be severe enough to transfer color onto other items in the wash or onto other items like sofas. There is no way to prevent indigo from bleeding onto other clothes or to prevent transfer or crocking to sofas or bags. Now, crocking was one of the terms I was very excited to introduce you to. That, that is a textile and fabric care term um, that refer, refers to dye transferring from one garment onto another garment or an item of furniture or carpet. Um, there is actually, the first time that I wrote about indigo dye was for the hairpin during Ask a Clean Person 1.0. Um, a girl had um, had a wild makeout sash on her light-colored carpet in her indigo jeans and had stained her, her carpet all indigo. And I was, wow. I was thrilled for her. I was like, <laughs> just, I just love it. Making out like a common hussy. Like, I, yeah. I'm pro-common yeah. hussy. You should just leave the dye. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I wanted to help her clean it up. But I was like, but keep rolling around on the carpet, girl. Like, yeah, get it, go on and get into it. I'm just going to tell you how to clean it up. Um, and actually, the funny thing is that I referred back to that column when I was doing the research for today's show. And I remember I wrote this headline like, God, like, re- remember blogging? I wrote this headline that was so insane. And it's been making me laugh all week. It, the headline was jeans can't live with them, can't kill them. I was like, <laughs> where? <laughs> Where did my mind go to, to, like, come up with that? And how did we run that? But, like, because blogging, man, it was great. It was a great time. It's free. You're yeah. free when you're on a blog. That's right. So cro- so crocking um, is, a, is a term that I'm going like to try to... crock pot? Yeah, like a crock pot. Exactly. Interesting. Um, so, so crocking is a term that I'm going to make sure that I use more often on this show because I just think it's really great. Um, the, the other... Um, the other expert who I consulted, of course I did, of course I did, was John Medesian, the owner of the specialty dry cleaning concern, Madame Paulette, and boyfriend of Real Housewife of New York, Dren Medley, my ride or die. Um, and here is what John had to say. All indigos are inherently fugitive dyes by nature. <laughs> the internet is littered with home remedies like salt baths and vinegar baths, but none of those truly work. John then suggested to me using a fixative to improve the fastness of indigo dyes, but added that, quote, nothing is guaranteed. Good luck. And then my blood ran cold and I died. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, I knew that you would love the term fugitive dye. That is a really incredible term. Yeah. I will try to incorporate into something I right in the future good please do please do um and i love using it specifically about indigo because it it makes me think of indigo as like this this criminal of the dye mm-hmm. world that's that's mm-hmm. on the lamb you know? yeah it's on the it's on the fbi's <laughs> 10 most wanted list of dyes <laughs> that's exactly it so i knew i was very um i was very excited to have you here for a whole number of reasons but one of the reasons was that i just felt so sure in my heart that you would be really delighted by 
the term fugitive die, and I was excited to introduce introduce it to you. Um, all right, so John mentioned fixatives, and I already told you that the routine won't work. The thing about the routine is that it gets very mixed reviews when it comes to effectiveness on indigo dyes. However, when I was interviewing John um, about this, I did go to him and say, okay, can you recommend a specific brand that does work? And he, John, John's a little cagey with giving out product names because I think he thinks if I tell someone how to do it at home, they won't come pay me for it but like none of my listeners are paying john's prices at madame paulette's and anyone who has <laughs> enough money to go to madame paulette isn't going to diy it so i wish he would get over that but like it, it's that's just like that's literally the nature of john and i'm just going to go with it so i went and did my research and i you know i dug into my weird wormholes and i found um you know i read ten thousand product reviews and all kinds of weird like i spent a lot of time i think in like knitting forums um so I did find a few brand names that I can give you. I have one more term to tell you before um, I get into, into the brand names um, that I, I think also you're going to like. Um, so fixatives are also called mordants. That's another, mm. it's an, it's mm-hmm. another term for the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just think that's great because, again, it, it, it evokes something dark for me. Death. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a fixative or a mordant, the definition of that is a substance that's used to set dyes and fabrics and to prevent color loss and transfer. Um, now, because of the, of the incredibly dark and evil nature of the indigo dyes, even with the use of a fixative, even one that is known to be fairly good on indigo, um, indigo will still likely transfer. They're still worth using, these fixatives or mordants. Um, because it will reduce the transfer. So um, that, that's why I'm recommending them, even though it's not going to 100% solve the problem. But that's the nature of indigo dye. I mean, we, we can't change the nature of the beast. We must just work with the beast. It's crazy. Mm, indeed. Um, there is, very frustratingly, um, one fixative that af- absolutely will not work on indigo, and unfortunately, that is RIT. Um, and the reason that's so frustrating is because RIT is a product that is very, very widely available. The, you mostly see them as RIT dyes. Those are the little bottle, those little white bottles that you often see at like the pharmacy, like the the Duane Reed, the Walgreens, um, that are dye, but they also have a fixative formula. Skip it. Don't spend your money on it for indigo. It will not work. Um, as I said, the routine gets the gets mixed reviews on indigo. Two that do get fairly good reviews for indigo fixing are Dharma dye fixative. That's the D H A R A D H A R M A dye fixative, or Rakafix dye fixative. And I'm going to spell that one for you. It's R A Y C A F I X. Rakafix. Um, I will put Isn't, these. That's the capital of Iceland. That's Reykjavik. It sounds like it. Same difference. Yeah. Um, I will list out all of these names in the companion post on Deadspin that I do. Um, I probably won't link to them on Amazon because I'm not allowed in the union and I don't want to make the company any money <laughs> off of. <laughs> Isn't that mean? <laughs> I, had a le- I had a legit meeting about this with business development and I was like, well, I'm not putting the f- links in. Because I'm not allowed in the union, and you're not giving me a cut. And they were like, 
Good for you, Jolie. <laughs> the, the, the Biz Dev guy is an old friend of mine who I actually know. We met because we were Gawker commenters back in the day. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's how I got my whole start because I was like a Corey and Alex super fan. I mean, that's that was Nick Denton's dream that the commenters would rise up and provide the content. That's right. For free. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm, <laughs> that didn't work out so well. Um, okay. So those are the, the fixatives that will... That will work, uh, we hope, or at least, you know, cut back. One other thing to suggest is that Scotchgard is also a possibility. I don't know how you guys feel about Scotchgard in your jeans, but Scotchgard. Good old Scotchgard is out there. When you're wearing them. Well, I mean, you would Scotchgard them before you wear them, but then they'll be Scotchgarded. Like, just like how you would Scotchgard, like, suede shoes. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's so, just another okay. idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we wrap this baby up, um, I want to share with you um, a thing that I wrote as part of this rack story when I finally confronted my fears of indigo dye. Um, I closed out the piece by setting down what I call the rules and regulations as they pertain to indigo dyed garments. Now, I got to tell you guys, this is a bit tongue in cheek because you guys know I'm not really like a rule giver. I just want to like give information. But I just... I, I just felt so, so sure that since indigo dye is so beastly that we needed to treat it as a specialty item just like we would treat hair calf or velvet, um, which is that you don't just treat it the way that you would treat any old garment. It really does require special handling um, and special attention. So with that said, with the understanding that this is me being tongue-in-cheek and not dictatorial, here are the rules to prevent crocking. Here they go. Number one, thou shalt not wear indigo dyed garments with light colored clothing or accessories. Number two, thou shalt not sit on any light colored upholstery while wearing indigo clothing. Number three, thou shalt turn the garment inside out and wash it with light colors using cold water. Number four, Thou shalt include a color catcher in a load of laundry that contains an indigo garment. Number five, thou shalt consider hand-washing indigo-dyed clothing to prevent fugitive dye from transferring onto other clothing. Number six, thou shalt treat garments that have been stained by fugitive indigo dye by soaking them in an oxygen bleach solution for an hour up to overnight, then laundering as usual. Number seven, thou shalt keep your indigo clothing with light colors or wrapped in acid-free tissue or cotton, an old pillowcase or cotton shoe bag is perfect for this pur purpose to prevent dye transfer from occurring in storage. So let it be written, so let it be done. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> like I said, I take my work seriously, but not mm -hmm. myself seriously. Um, all righty, you guys will listen on that note. That was a very good note to end on, I think. That'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Leah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Are you surprised by how fun this show is? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It's cleaning. It shouldn't be fun, but I it's mean, fun. I mean, I clean to relax, so. Oh, I should have known that about you. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, listen, I hope you'll come back. That'd I feel like we have, like, 
many, many more topics to mm-hmm. explore with one mm-hmm. another. Um, so I certainly hope you'll come back. This was really fun. I also have to tell you guys, Leo, like when, when I emailed her to ask if she would be on the show, she was like, yeah, I, I'll be happy to. But I have to tell you, I'm the world's worst podcast guy. Leo, you are great. You are maybe, great. maybe I've matured through the different podcasts I've done, but possibly. Oh, do you want to do you want to mention the Outlines podcast? Um, yes, we have a daily podcast called Dispatch World Dispatch, and um, it's just a, a collection of uh, what the Outline is publishing each day, and there there's little neat audio component. Great. So it's really good. If you want to read or hear about news that isn't necessarily related to the government and the <laughs> fall of the country, um, I recommend it. Okay, great. Good deal. You guys definitely go listen to that. Um, you know, su- support support indie podcasting, please. Um, and if you like what you heard today on this little indie podcast, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, leave a rating, and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, my listeners, for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 